Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. so glad you're here for this episode of Windowsill Chats today. I am thrilled to be able to talk to Tamisha Anthony. She is just a complete delight. Tamisha is an illustrator working for various clients such as Penguin Random House, Macmillan Publishers, Little Brown, and Chronicle Books. She finds that educating little ones or the young at heart always inspires her art. She has been an educator for the past several years, teaching at institutions such as the New York Historical Society and the Harlem School of the Arts. Currently, she is teaching an art history and illustration class called Redrawing Black History with Lilla Rogers for Make Art That Sells, and it's absolutely amazing. Originally from Texas, she received her bachelor's degree in psychology and visual arts from Rice University and moved to New York City for her master's degree in computer art from School of Visual Arts. She's currently a member of Black Creators and Kid Lit, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and the Children's Book Illustrators Group. She also sells her paper goods and products at Renegade Craft Fair, Artists and Fleas, and on Etsy under the name Puffed Sleeves. Puffed Sleeves is a shop for those who maintain a childlike wonder and cherish connections with kindred spirits. When she isn't illustrating, you can find Tamisha enthusiastically and joyfully swing dancing with her wonderful husband. Or you can find her snuggled up with her pets, reading a book and drinking tea. She adores vintage clothes, gardening and singing sweet jazz standards. I'm really so honored to have had this conversation with Tamisha because I feel like we all have a lot to learn. And this is a really timely and important start to more conversations like this. And I hope to welcome Tamisha back often. So have a listen. I won't delay you another second from this wonderful conversation. Oh, I am so glad to have you here with me today, Tamisha. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, so I was super happy when you asked me to join. Oh, good. Oh, thank (laughs) you. Well, Tamisha and I have the kind of rare thing in common where we're a few of the very few people (laughs) that have been able to have the honor of working with Lilla and make art that sells. And you have a new course on there, which isn't the main thing I want to talk about, but I'm just (laughs) super, super 
thrilled that this course is in the world. So we'll, we'll get back to that, but you're doing all sorts of wonderful things. And I just wanted to have you on and find out a little bit more about how you got here, what your creative path looks like. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so excited about the class. And Lilla is great. It was great working with her and building up the class to share with everyone. So it's a good yeah. one. It's a good one. So, well, let's talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. you, so Lilla Rogers is who we're talking about. And Lilla has, um, t- is a licensing representative and she teaches and she has a business called Make Art That Sells. And many, mm-hmm. many people, certainly many that are listening, have taken those creative courses and they have literally changed um, the product and the art that's out in the world today. It, it absolutely has. And I think one of the favorite things for me is the people that I have met and the friendships that I've made Mm -hmm. through, through make art that sells and through the the courses that I've both taught and taken online because everybody's so positive and supportive of each other. Yeah. It's the most beautiful energy that I've ever felt. And there's so many students. It's like, how is so many people so beautiful and positive and uplifting, but also can give you critiques to help you grow your art. Like I love being a student and I love being a teacher now too, because I'm inspired by all the students and the work that they put out. Like it gives me a push with my own artwork. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's a way to be inspired twofold. It's it's amazing. It really is. And I think with like with anything, but art, especially sometimes we can feel so kind of alone with it. Yes. And I would think certainly as a black artist, mm-hmm. where do I go to find my peers and who yeah. is going to be supportive of me? And I find that, and, and maybe because it's worldwide and there's, mm-hmm. and there's not so many of the same kind of, of the States in the United States, I feel like we're sort of backwards in, in a lot of ways with that, but there's just such support all around the world for all the students and everybody, everything that everybody's going through. And I just love yeah. that so much. I really do. Yeah. I feel like there's more of an openness and acceptance and a willing to learn things. Like in, you were saying in the States, there's like a pushback, like, oh, this is what I know. This is what I grew up with. This is all I can consume in my brain. Whereas when I take these courses with all these students, like they're so open to new ideas and new perspectives and just absorb so much. And that's how they're, you see people's work change so much over the, the course of the years. My work has changed so much since taking Make Art That Sells classes. And that's how I was able to get an agent and everything from taking those courses. So I, I love that so much. And often I'll look at somebody's Instagram mm-hmm. and kind of go back yes, and yes. see how much they've changed. Yes. And to feel that yourself and to know that the work you've put in, the hard work is paying mm-hmm. off in that way. So it's- tell me a little bit about how, like, did you always want to be an artist? How this sort of unfold for you? Um, I think in a in a backdoor kind of way, I always wanted to be an artist. I grew up, my mom was an art teacher, so we always had artistic sessions at the house. My brother and I, like, we loved to sing, we loved to draw, we loved to dance, although he probably wouldn't say he loves dancing. He does kung fu, which I see as a dance as well. Yeah. But it was very artistic family, so art was always a big part of my world and something I did all the time. Um, but when I went to college, I, I did a double major as a safety net. I did psychology and art mm-hmm. at Rice University because I was like, 
oh, I don't think I can make money doing this and I'm too afraid. That's a big leap for me. And I want to be um, a professional and do something that my family would be really proud of. So mm -hmm. I was really going to go in the direction of art therapy. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I can be a therapist. It seems like really connected to my personality. And then I, I'm helping children, but then I can do my art to the side. Uh, but then I kind of got pushed in the direction of art. Um, I wanted to go to grad school. I wanted to try it out the year after I graduated college and I didn't get in anywhere, mm. which is was good for me. I had a whole year where my quarter, well, it wasn't a quarter life crisis yet. Yeah. <laughs> it was three years before my quarter life crisis should have been, but it gave me the time to really um, challenge my art and work on my portfolio. And that's when I ended up going to SVA and um, studying animation, Wow. which I didn't end up doing either. So my my road to my art path of illustration is a little bit here and there. It took a lot of different tries to see what I actually wanted to do and what resonated with me and what I would continue to do even whenever it was difficult, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're certainly not alone in that. And isn't that yeah. interesting, you know, when grad school and getting accepted to wherever you wanted to was probably the top of your list of what you wanted to have happen. Yes. Yet that year turned into a year sounds like of exploration and discovery for you. Exactly. And then you ended up doing something else that taught you more of what you did want to do and didn't want to do. It's just, yes. it's an ever present path really it's of learning. True. Well, you're in the middle of it. You're like, what am I doing? I but I like, I look back. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I need to do this to realize, oh, I enjoy storytelling, but I like that aspect more so in two-dimensional figure, figures and things like that. Um, that have advisors and teachers say that, oh, you really should look at children's book um, illustrating, because what you're doing is writing stories and doing huh. these characters that are like children's books. But I was still in my head, like, I'm going to work at Pixar. <laughs> that yeah. is meant for me. Um, I'm going to be a 3D animator, although it's not what I enjoyed. So, yeah, I just took some up and down. I mean, I even became a dancer in between. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I became a um, professional jazz and swing dancer. That's so cool. That's um, so cool. Well, you, I mean, you, and I've, I've gotten the good fortune to, to, partake in the course. So I could see a little bit of that, a little dancing, a little dancing yes. and just your obvious love for history and yes. the certain times of history and jazz, mm -hmm. um, in the course itself, there's soundtracks you can, or, you know, musicians you can listen to. Oh my gosh, yes. such great yes. music. I felt like oh, playing sweet. some in the background. So it'd, it'd be going, but, um, oh, be you know, I love that you have, I, I, I feel like as creative, sometimes people from the outside looking into that creative lifestyle are thinking, mm -hmm. pick something, you know, why can't you, yes. what are you going to be? If you're going to yes. be an animator, be an animator, you've gone to school to be an animator. And, yes. but instead, I think so much of it is the discovery. I mean, life is about discovery, but especially for a creative, do mm -hmm. I want to work in ceramics? Am I an animator? Would I like to dance? Yes. Am I going to design, you know, vintage replica clothing am I you know and yes. and we might do a little bit of all of those things but yeah you know I think the the ability to tap in and say is this working for me or not because I would think if you if you're going to school to be an animator mm -hmm. that's a pretty big deal 
It is. It is a real dedication to do that. Yeah, over the course of two years. And the um, program that I was in was very rigorous. Is at School of Visual Arts. Love School of Visual Arts. But, mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of heartbreaking to me. Although I realized, so like, this is not really for me, animation. I got my degree and everything, but I'm just like, oh, why did I go there and spend all this money? I don't understand my pathway after this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just took a long, a little longer to get there. A lot of other uh, roads that was a little curvier than the straight path that I wanted. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've had fun on that curvy path. I, I love everything that I've done leading up to working with children's books. So. I love that. And I would think too, that, you know, there's children's books and there's chill, you know, animated, not necessarily for children, obviously, but animated filmmaking. So Mm -hmm. where does that line get drawn and how do you know which one's for you? Oh, cause I, I really like writing the stories. That's Mm. the main thing. Like even whenever I'm illustrating the story comes to life in my head and I usually Mm. like I, my um, husband we have so much fun playing off the stories that I create. I'll come up with something wackadoo and say to him, and he'll just add to it. And then we've created our own little world for the day that we'll keep going back to. And it's so much fun. So that's, that's the part I enjoy a lot more than the technical part of um, rigging something or yeah. animating certain parts. I realized that's the part I fell in love with or, um, imagining these characters and giving them life. And I felt like I could do that more with illustrating and then hopefully soon writing my own children's books. Well, it sounds like you already are, you know, you live them out, which is how cool. Yeah. What a fun day that must be in your house. It is. We do it even more now because of the pandemic, because we both work from home. So that's our breaks and just like I love that. jumping in and doing fun little things. So it's I way to d- travel. It definitely sounds, (laughs) for sure, for sure it is. It definitely sounds like writing's in your future too. So you have several children's books kind of happening, right? Yes, I got six book deals going right now. Yes, it's like a beautiful, I feel feel very blessed to have that. That's so great. uh, I'm working, I've already finished one. It's in the process and I'll be out to buy May 3rd. It's called Most Perfect You. I um, saw a little by, preview uh, of yeah, that. I exactly. looked at it. <laughs> it looks wonderful. So tell me a little yeah. bit about that one. Oh, it has a beautiful message from Jasmine Simon about just like everything about you, your hair, your skin, your eyes, your smile, everything was picked out mm-hmm. special for you. And that, that makes you perfect. That mm-hmm. makes you beautiful and just an acceptance of who you are. I think it's great for kids and adults because me reading it, like I still have moments where it's hard to accept like how I look or, you know, you have those moments where you're like, like, oh, I'm not this perfect version of what I have in my head. And Mm -hmm. just working on that book made me embrace myself more. Um, Just thinking about um, just like my mom is about Mm -hmm. a mom talking to a daughter and saying all these things I chose for you. They were they're beautiful and you're Mm -hmm. perfect. And my mom wished for these certain things, characteristics of for me to have before I was born. Like mm. she wished for me to have big eyes and long lashes and oh. dimples. And it made me appreciate myself a little bit more, especially I since I don't that. have children yet. It, it kind of made me reflect back and give myself love yeah. while reading and working on it. 
Oh, that's what a, what a beautiful thing to be able to work on because you take it in. I really think, I don't know, children's books are some of my favorite because they distill down those messages and they remind us, oh my gosh, of the simple, important things that are often right in front of us that we're not paying attention to. We forget as adults so much. (laughs) We're so busy that, yeah. So I like, I mean, of course, I like reading children's books myself for like studying them, but also just I buy them for the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a simple story can be very effective. Like some of them will make me cry. <laughs> They're so beautiful. Like your name is a song. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with that book. The first time I read it, mm-hmm. I just boohoo because it's like, oh, people had trouble saying my name. And I was like, well, maybe if I sung it, I would go around singing my name. My husband thought I was crazy, but Aww. I just I just love like messages in books like that yeah. to get kids to embrace who they are. And it's so important. And I love that in the class you're teaching with Lilla, for every, you, books, giving books to children is part of it, right? Yes, yes. We're, um, I don't know the final, final number, but as of right now, we, it's for every hundred people that sign up for the class, they'll buy one book to donate to a school. And we have 4,311 people signed up for the class. So that's wow. 43 books. And I am so excited. I just picked out all 43 just like today. And I was just like, oh my God, yes, yes. So it's it's a thrill. I can't wait to pick out a school for them to go to. Oh my gosh. Well, people are probably, I mean, there's so many other things I want to talk to you about, but I do want to touch on the course a little bit because um, it's called Redrawing Black History. And just sit with that for a minute. Redrawing Black History. I mean- drawing for the first time for many, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a free course, which is absolutely beautiful because it's a really, really important course, I feel like. And it's so cool to watch. There's so much interesting history. And there's, like I mentioned, there's music, there's books that you recommend to read, but the cool thing that you do I mean, I want you to tell us about it, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious as to how you thought to put it together in the way that you did, because it's, you just kind of tell how it's, how it's set up. Well, it's a lot of, a lot of editing. If you yeah. ask Lilla, when I first came to her with the proposal, it was like I was turning in a second thesis. So <laughs> Lilla's amazing at editing, but um, I always, my husband and I also talk about history a lot. My husband is my best friend. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. He um, studies history and also is a, a tap dancer. Mm. So like we're both educators at the New York Historical Society. So there's a lot of practice like teaching children. Is that where they, you met each other? I have to ask. Oh, no, we met at an audition for a dance troupe. And yeah, we ended oh, up both cool. making it. And then we were dance partners and performed together. Oh, so, that's yeah. romantic. <laughs> I love it that. It was very romantic. He was the sweetest guy in the room. I could tell by his eyes. I'm like, I'm going to ask him to dance because he won't be competitive. He'll be a sweetheart. And Aww. he was and is. So. I, love that. I love that. I just had to ask. <laughs> but yeah, I um, when Lola told me, like, approach this like you're teaching the kids that you would teach at the museum, it made me approach it in a, a totally different way. Mm. I wanted it to be light to not be overwhelming but to insert a lot of facts and information that like you can 
digest slowly on your own and also maybe just a taste of something so you can jump into what you're interested in and like oh i want to research this particular thing because i'm really interested in i didn't know so it's kind of like a taster menu is how we set it up so it starts out with um just bits of history that you would probably learn in um, middle school and high school, or maybe that you've overheard is classic um, historical facts like the presidents or um, in, in how we see it in like more of a, a white America. And mm -hmm. then behind those photos, I tell facts that someone wouldn't know about black American history. Um, it's interesting that you say behind those photos, because it, that, that's a, that's a, it's a, very true word choice, isn't it? It's like behind <laughs> those, but at the same time, yes. all these things were going on. Did you know? Yes. And it's, yeah, it's amazing that like we don't hear, and they're amazing facts. They're so interesting. And so interesting. They're not in our history books or things like that. And some, I mean, some of the things I didn't know, I did a lot of research for this class and I was like, what? <laughs> Why didn't I know this? <laughs> I've been around. Yeah, so it was things that um, probably like shocked me too, that yeah. learning as an adult, and I questioned like, oh, why didn't I knew all these other facts? Why didn't I know about these people? Or why didn't mm -hmm. I know that this happened to black Americans? Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to focus on specific women in history, particularly artists. And I wanted to, uh, I did a little tea table, a spilling the tea where they get to tell their truth. Um, they talk about how much they have accomplished. They're, they're amazing women that accomplished so much in a time period. I mean, it's difficult to accomplish a lot still as a woman mm -hmm. now, but they accomplished so much in the 19th century or the 20th century. So much adversity. Yes. And, but like, we don't hear about like the, the things they had to face to get mm -hmm. there. So I show the beauty that and everything they did in their life to become an artist and an educator, but what was behind everything, the suffering, the adversity that they overcame. Um, and then I focus on one artist for the assignment for the students to draw. Um, I pick out someone that I hope that they haven't heard of before, someone that's a little underrated, but still brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then I go into fashion history because I love clothes, I love vintage clothes. I've been studying like vintage fashion things and also hoarding it in my closet <laughs> <laughs> for the past like 20 years. So uh. I, I was excited to share like different shapes and silhouettes of the fashion of each era and try to play, pay tribute to the fashion of each era by dressing in something that's similar to it or is repro or actually vintage. So mm. that's the class in a nutshell. And then I end with some, um, some things that I would love for people to listen to or read or watch on TV that um, it's about black culture and the black. I story. love it. It yeah. feels so immersive too, in a really like I'm instantly curious as to mm -hmm. like, maybe I've heard about some of it, mostly yeah. not like you said. Mm -hmm. And I, I always find it interesting historically in a timeline. We might think about like, um, oh, you know, something was discovered here, but at the same mm -hmm. time, what was happening in Europe or what was happening in other parts, we, which we don't yeah. always do. Yeah. And I loved that bringing black history in that mm -hmm. we, and some of it, you know, is much harder to find because it wasn't talked about like it should have been. Yeah. So yeah. to, to have you then 
kind of pick um, a creative woman to talk about and have the students draw. I mean, and if you're interested in taking, I mean, just take the, it's like I said, it's free. Just it's go free. take it's in free. this history. It's so cool. Yes. And then the, the really no neat pressure part, to draw. Not you right. just listen or audit the class too. But the, <laughs> then the whole um, costume part and the hair, what the hair was wearing, or maybe what the hats were at the time oh, or oh, all the accessories. It's fascinating. Yes. On so many levels. Yes. And also like the drawings of the fashions versus seeing people in the actual clothes. Like I find both of it, both of them really interesting. And then like um, when you start seeing like black models come into the photos, like you. Mm, yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And we're represented more. I, I love seeing all of that. It's yeah, and so even that one face. picture you had where um, it was black women, but they were kind of very mm -hmm. Gibson girl, which I hadn't yes. seen. That was a really cool one. I was so psyched to see the black Gibson girls. Like, I don't know when I was obsessed. I think whenever I was like a senior in high school, I was a nerdy little kid. But it's like, oh, because I, I love Anna Green Gables and I yeah. wanted to have the big hair and the puff sleeves, but I never could find images of black women like that and it, it made me feel like a little left out because like yeah. oh I want to be this like this I cannot not be part of this world and finding that beautiful spread there's like four or five different women all dressed in Gibson girl style with their hair and looking so like, confident oh and stylish yes. and oh yeah sophisticated gorgeous it's it's so lovely um and also I found like a black woman in the new Dior looks that was exciting for me too because mm -hmm. I mean, you would have to have, you know, a certain amount of money to buy that anyway, because there's so many layers of fabric to this mm -hmm. new design. So to find someone, either if she's a model to be able to wear it, or even if she's just someone that was bought it, it was exciting to find this, yeah. this photo documenting that. So, so great. That, did you research for a really long time for this? Or did you, were you just super motivated? Or did you have a lot of that already? Um, some I had, like I... I did like extra credit whenever I was in high school and studied nice. fashion for fun and did like a, a whole write up on it. And I, I tend to do that throughout. Whenever I was um, dancing professionally, I would read a lot about fashion history just for like when buying clothes, buying costumes, making sure they're authentic because yeah. um, that was really important to me, um, studying different hairstyles and what I could do with my hair and the makeup. So. That I, I just always really been into it. And since I have a husband that's also just have, he has a wardrobe spanning from the 19th century to present day. Like we can go out like, wow. okay, today's is a 1970s day. And um, it was just a few weeks ago, we were walking around in just like a Walmart or a Target. And this woman that worked there kept looking around and following us and finally asked she was like are you part of a show or something some <laughs> retro show i was just like no this is just the way we dress oh, this cool. is just for fun <laughs> oh so, my gosh you definitely met your right partner for sure i did yes <laughs> so it's just been a hobby it's just been yeah. a hobby of mine to to read up on and i'm so interested in the clothing everything well you're the perfect person to put this course together then too because oh, it really you. comes across and i feel like the details well and and for those who do want to draw and illustrate based on this and based on your fantastic prompts like there's so much to think about it's not just mm -hmm. draw this person it's what might her hair have been like what are mm -hmm. these are a couple potentials of the shoes seem she might be wearing look at how much texture is in her uh, overgarment you know or you know i just think 
that, that it just, at least when I was watching, not drawing, mm-hmm. just watching, <laughs> maybe I'll draw later, but um, it just, it got me inspired just from even the words you were using and, and just, just the fascination of um, where this, what this person might've been going through at that time, yeah. historically, or any of it. I just, it was, it's really inspiring. I'm, ah, I'm, Thank I'm, you so much. <laughs> I'm just honored to be able to, to, to partake. It's really cool. Thank yeah, you. It's great. I can't wait to see, <laughs> see what's next. It's great. And I have to say again, I appreciate Lilla and Hollard coaching because she's wonderful. She's wonderful. She, I didn't think I could do this, but she's like, you have classes in you and I'm going to get them out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she did. And yeah, I was really anxious making this because, you know, I wanted to um, represent my people in a beautiful way, but also show the struggle and the suffering. Um, but make it yeah. enjoyable for people to learn about because there's, you know, it, a lot of times, like at least where I am or I meet different people that they just don't want to listen to the, mm. the historical facts because it makes them feel bad or makes them um, frustrated. Um, and, and really we can absorb these, this information without feeling terrible. It's just like very interesting and to understand someone different than you and their background. And that's what I was trying to, to get people to latch into. And also mm. the excitement behind how um, Black people, just like really creative and powerful people that pull through um, so much adversity. So um, much. And I think, you know, that's, it's interesting that you say that about people, it, about how might how it might be hard to think about or talk about, because mm-hmm. certainly, you know, I've thought about that myself as somebody who wants to learn support, grow, participate, Mm -hmm. you know, those things, but, but like, um, and I, and I think you're not doing it wrong as long as you're trying to learn. Right. But if you ask and participate, so I think that that, that really comes through in this is it feels like a really supportive opportunity to learn. And you give so many, like even the reading, um, suggestions alone, it's just like, Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, my, great. yeah, it's <laughs> my list is long. <laughs> That's beautiful. If you, if you're drawing, they're so great to listen to on audible while you're drawing. Yeah. So I nice. love doing that. And yeah. I must say too, kudos to the people who have been taking this and have been mm-hmm. posting their work. I have seen so much great work online. And if you do take the course, then you're, you have the option of viewing the gallery Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of blur my eyes and see what stands out at me. And mm-hmm. then, and like, who's that artist and go find out who that person is and what their style might be like. And why did they choose mm-hmm. to draw, you know, that person that way? It's, I mean, rabbit hole for me, big old yeah, rabbit hole. It's astounding. I do the same thing on Instagram. I'm just like, oh, and I have to follow them and I have to follow them. <laughs> oh, I love their work. But yeah, there's. There's been so many different takes on drawing these portraits. Like people have created like children's book spreads to more fine art type of paintings and everything in between. I'm, I was floored. I was just like, I had no idea that the students would be this creative mm. and find so many different ways to represent um, these women. And also just dig up more information about it. Like they're really, really interested in the artists and that 
it makes me so proud and happy. Uh, You should be proud, you know, and I think, I think too, again, somehow how you frame it, it encourages more learning. And I, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I imagine that this will follow in the footsteps of other Matt's classes, but you do get it right. That this is going to change the horizon of this, the type of work out there. We're going to see all of a sudden because of your course, there's portraits of black women in history, hundreds of them. So how can they not seep out into the, into the, you know, atmosphere and the learning and the knowledge and the products and the books and the stories. And I, I mean that I could get emotional about that. I just making me emotional. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Really? It's a, there's been such a disservice and this is such a beautiful opportunity. And I, I, I thank you for that. It's just for cry, Margo. Oh my God. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. Oh gosh. Well, it's just, I'm grateful. Have you, do you feel like you in your creative career or the things you've, you've done dancing or in any way like that, have you felt adversity or like you've been stopped at certain places or it's been harder or have you felt just kind of welcome along the way? How's that unfolded for you? Um, A little bit of both. I feel like I tell the story in the class, but um, I was the first black valedictorian of my town, Mm. um, which I felt like a lot of people were supporting me along the way Mm. until it got to the point that they knew I was going to be valedictorian and it was solid. So they ended up taking away the scholarship that every valedictorian gets. Oh my God, I have full body chills. What? Yeah. And um, they were really deliberate about it. They would, I went to Rice University. I still ended up going, but they basically were trying to take away the money so I couldn't go to university or the university that I wanted to. It's a good school. And they would say, they told my mom, because she worked at the administration at the school, they're like, you're going to be eating rice to put Tamisha into rice. Like, I always remember (sighs) that. They said that to her. It was just like, oh, if we cannot knock her down this way, we're going to knock her down another way. But the thing is, I had a lot of other people like the assistant principal and an alumni student from Rice who um, came back to live in my hometown and that they helped me get lots of scholarships. I got so many grants and pretty much I didn't pay for my undergrad. So it all worked out. And there was a lot of other beautiful people that stepped in to mm-hmm. help me. So there were negative people that mm-hmm. didn't want to see me succeed or I, mm-hmm. I was above the level that I was supposed to be as a mm-hmm. black girl. But there was other many people of various races and ethnicities that came to support me and make sure that I could do the best I can achieve yeah. what I wanted to. So. Wow. I, I am so sorry that that unfolded oh. that way. It it just is so uh, it's it's um and I know it's centuries old at this point, but it the the fact of this person has achieved this mm-hmm. level of whatever it is, you know, yeah. knowledge or and so they should have the same things as yeah. anybody who's achieved that or has chosen to do this or mm-hmm. any human, right? Any human. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that people saw and stepped up to that, but it, that shouldn't have been, that shouldn't have, that, again, there's some adversity that was unwarranted. 
seems like. And that there's enough people that just allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. That's the shocking part. You know, it's one thing to think like, oh, we're going to try to bring her down. But there have to be people higher up to like sign off of this. So Mm. (laughs) that that's many years of conversation. I do believe. Oh, well, you know, I, I think, and in a way that as a white woman, I, you know, I, I have to say when I did my 23 and me, I was like, please let there be something else in there that is not just white. I just like, this is embarrassing at this point, you know, it's just like, nope, you're I white. Love it. <laughs> I really was like, isn't there something? But I, cause I just feel like, oh my goodness. And in, in one of your stories, I can't remember, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I can't remember which artist it was, but she, I can't remember if she dance but she she was a lighter skinned black woman and they wanted her mm-hmm. to paint her face darker to fit into the stereotype i was like yes yes um that was for the the first lesson the 19th century she was mm. um part of the creole dancers okay and she so she was had a mixed background anyway so she was fair okay. and this was a time during um the minstrel shows and everything so they wanted to darken her face because she wasn't I guess black enough or mm. if she wasn't white enough to pass perception so, exactly and i'm just like that's it's so crazy like it's so crazy either yeah. way you go like you're not enough of right. one but i mean i have to say that my husband is white and he's done the um, ancestry i mean i always say like his spirit <laughs> is of many different races <laughs> yeah but yeah. like he yeah it's he understands so, so many things. And that's why, I mean, we're together. When I yeah. met him, he wasn't only sweet and kind. He always sought to learn more. Um, mm-hmm. He was always interested in understanding the things that I did, like even going in the store. Like we have a saying, like, you can't put your hands in your pocket, Craig. You can't walk around, <laughs> you know, and uh-huh, it took a while uh-huh. to get out of the habit of doing that because like people will follow me or think we're stealing. And I, I uh-huh. prefer to do certain things to just stay out of trouble and harm's way Um, Mm -hmm. or like the pace in which we walk (laughs) towards Mm -hmm. the door when exiting certain buildings. There's like a lot of rules and stuff that I have in my head that he's adapted to Mm -hmm. that um, to make life more comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's amazing, like the little things I think he didn't realize being a black person that you have to do to like be. Yeah. To fit so into society to oh, not my... stick out or mm-hmm. um, offend anyone unintentionally, and wow. I I don't want to actively do that all the time because mm-hmm. I need to be able to be myself. But um, sometimes you just want to avoid trouble. Yeah. I mean, even as I'm like a petite five foot two woman, and at nighttime I remember in New York I used to walk down the street and people would cross the street get to get away from me. They were oh, scared Tanisha. of me. And I'm like, I'm in a pink frilly dress right now, <laughs> probably Just with a unicorn headband careful, on. Careful, I might, you know, <laughs> put some glitter on you. Yes, yes, oh. there's things like that that, like, you know, it, some yeah. people think that way. So you have to be extra careful. Well, and you, you're, you've grown up 
learning yeah. these things out of necessity, out of yeah. living an, li- you know, living easier day to day and not yeah. having to, you know, confront some of these things that might, might be judgmental or judgments mm-hmm. put upon you. And, yeah. and not everybody has that, you know, we all have certain things based on our, on our backgrounds, but yeah, um, those are the things that I think are just hearing, you know, oh, don't put your hands in your pockets. Yes. something like that. And yes. I might not think about that until you say it, but I tell you, I will think about that. And, <laughs> and, and I, and I don't mean, you know, I, you can tell I smiled when I said it, but my smile was, oh my gosh. Right. Yes. It's, yes. it's a, it's, there's so many layers and I, yeah. um, I want to, I want to be somebody who's learning and, and teaching my kiddo, you know, so that he understands. And I, I do remember, um, I love it. Little kids when they don't see color and they don't see it. And that person is just friendly or not friendly and they play together or they dance together or they hug each other or whatever. And it's just, I love that that innocent. And that goes back to children's books a little bit too. You know, there's that innocence. I work with little kids. Like I, that's my favorite age, two to five. I'm just like, oh my God, they're amazing and beautiful and loving and so honest. And I love all those things about children and going to what you said about seeing color. I, this is a story that I'll never forget. The cutest little girl, she was white. And we were talking about Martin Luther King and like how people weren't able to play together or be around each other. And she came up to me afterwards. She's like, I'm so glad things are different. I wouldn't be able to even be with my daddy if things hadn't changed. And the thing is they're both white, but Uh she was just a little more fair than her daddy. So she sees like, hey, different colors or different Uh colors. He's a different color than me, so we wouldn't be able to be together. And I just thought that was so beautiful and charming. That's just like, oh, you you don't understand what color or race is yet. And the yeah, yeah, she's such a smart little girl. And it's like, if only we could think more like children. Sometimes we do. We have to capture those thoughts and hold on to them and remember that we didn't see those differences. Yes. You know, yes. Mm. But they're brought upon us quickly. Yes, they are way too quickly. (laughs) Yes. So after, so I'm going to scoot back to your history for a minute because I'm jumping all over the place and I'm just, (laughs) this is such a great conversation. I'm so grateful. Um, So after you thought, okay, I don't maybe want to be an animator, Mm -hmm. then what? Um, That's the time period of make it in New York City and don't go back home. So like I was a freelancer for a little while, but things weren't working out. I think I was a little bit too naive in working with people. I didn't do contracts. I ended up like not getting paid for certain things. And and six months out of grad school, I was kind of just on the edge. So I took a job working at the School of Visual Arts Library which I really loved doing mm, and like yeah, helping building their collection and doing acquisitions. And during that time I worked on making greeting cards and I built up my greeting card collection, Puff Sleeves on Etsy. And I did I love um, the name. artist 
Oh, thank you. Yes, Anna Green Gables again. <laughs> Love puff sleeves. But yeah, I would go to um, Renegade Craft Fair and Artists in Sleeves and Brooklyn Flea to sell my works and things like that. And it was towards the middle of that time that I just, I danced all my life. I started taking dance as a child. Um, I just started getting back into dancing and swing dancing is one thing that mm -hmm. kind of had a tug of my heart. And it turned out I was good at it. And I was really interested because Love of that. the history and like it coming from Harlem and Black Americans and the music. I've always loved jazz. I was like, how can anything get better? This yeah. joyous movement, my oh. favorite music. So I started dancing a lot. And eventually I was scooped up to become a professional dancer. And I love that. I oh, would great. go to different clubs to perform. I even I performed at like jazz at Lincoln Center. Wow. I performed with Neo the singer. I had like a lot of random performance. I performed cool. at the Apollo. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I had so many beautiful experiences performing with amazing, amazing like artists and oh. choreographers. And, and of course, like working with my husband and, and doing aerials and wow, having yeah. fun practicing. So that kind of snuck up and consumed my life, but I'm I'm so glad it did. But towards the end of it, I knew that, I mean, I was getting, I was heading towards 30 and mm -hmm. I realized that I had not really tried and pushed myself out there to be a visual artist like I wanted to. So mm -hmm. especially when the pandemic hit, like I just glued myself to the computer and drew like all day long because I was like, well, I can't get out. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna draw and draw and work on my um, portfolio. And that was the that was the most helpful thing for me. And then getting mentors like Lilla mm -hmm. to just like like work with me, talk to me about my work, help me see art in a different way than I was seeing it. Help me even view like mm. the world around me and human beings in a different way so that I could draw differently than I was, that it could come more to life. So, mm. yeah, I feel like a lot has happened in the last few years for me as an artist. So do you think that if the pandemic hadn't happened, would you have still thought, okay, it's time for me to shift and draw or be I more creative still... in a different way? Yeah, I think I still would have shifted, but I don't know if I would have been a truly obsessed like I was. Mm. Like I, I had time. Like I wasn't going out. Like I'm, I'm an introvert, but somehow my little social butterfly. I love going out where I can get dressed up and like go to events, like all the vintage events, all the dance sure. events. It was, I mean, I love it, and that kind of like just kept me focus on one thing and that was always my problem I was trying to do too many different art forms at once and I only focused on illustrating and that was mm. the key for me because everything kind of stayed at the same level because I was mm. trying to do like four or five different things at the same time it's like oh I'm going to dance and I'm going to teach and I'm going to do greeting cards and go to different markets and I'm going to yeah. illustrate it was just too too many different things going on I bet a lot of people are nodding their heads and can relate to that right now. I, yeah. I think that's so interesting. That's I'm certainly one of them. <laughs> I think the fact that you then had to be at home and pick mm -hmm. a thing and you picked illustration, would you like, would you recommend if somebody's really interested in advancing, like mm -hmm. that they just stick to one thing and really practice? I denied that for about 10 years. I had someone very wise tell me that, Tamisha, 
you're trying to do three different things all at the same time. It's not going to work. You need to pick one thing and like really advance it. And then you can add on to what Mm -hmm. you're doing after that. And I'm like, no, I can do it all at the same time. (laughs) And then I truly saw, I I remember like once this started progressing my illustrative career, it's like, oh, she was so right. (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So so you're represented now by the Bright Agency, right? Yes, by Ann Armstrong. Ann Armstrong, that's wonderful. So how did that come to be? Um, it was just like a, a Christmas miracle is what I call her. <laughs> when she, she reached out to me through email and she's like, have you ever thought about being represented? And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh, that's <laughs> so great. Much, yeah, it happened at the um, end of 2020. Nice. That was like my my great Christmas gift of that year and a, kind of like a payoff for all the hard work I had been doing since we had started being locked in in March and I yeah. just started like drawing every second of the day. Um, instead of like watching Netflix, I would draw instead of like, you know, like so everything good. was just drawing. So and I'm so happy to be with Bright. They've given me so many opportunities, so many like great projects that I'm excited about that fitting to my personality um, I couldn't be happier. It and seems like, I mean, you're really six books. That's so exciting. Is that really what you want to continue to have your focus being or just illustration in some way? Um, yes, I love illustrating. I don't mind doing different types of illustrating right now. I can't because it's hard you're, to do more than that. <laughs> you're plugged in. I'm plugged in. <laughs> But eventually I do want to write. Um, I have written stories, but to spend more time on finding the formula of writing a children's book. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I would love to be in, like do editorial work. I've always been interested in that. And I have work that is less children's booky. But mm-hmm. yeah, my focus right now is children's book and trying to perfect that type of work and get jobs from that. Oh, that's yeah. so great. That's so great. Do you think... Um in teaching this course, has that shifted how you've approached your creativity? Um, it shifted my scheduling. I <laughs> <For> think <sure. laughs> the way, cause yeah, which affects my creativity. Yeah. I think that like, I'm such a napper. I have to admit like in the afternoon, I'm just like, everything shuts down in the house. I'm taking a two hour nap and that's one oh, that's thing so that's good. been affected. I <laughs> yeah, can't <you>. do that. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I know I have a siesta essentially. Like and I, okay. I do it because like the middle of the day, my brain is just fluff. It's yeah. tired. I've just eaten. Um, but yeah, that those things I have to shift my my timing and how I like approach creativity. Like I've always pushed myself to just work no mm-hmm. matter how I feel. But I think now, like, I have to work through those moments that I feel tired mm. and everything. Because I don't, like, at the beginning of 2021, I was working morning through night. And then sometimes it's like, well, do you want to have, like, a pretend sleepover, Craig? And we just sit yeah. and watch murder mysteries while I draw and finish his <laughs> deadline? And that was not working. <laughs> Probably not very many times, no. Yes, he tried. But then he would just be asleep in the chair. So... Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'm just like, it's getting, I'm getting used to my schedule and how to break up things and have certain days for doing business yeah. um, aspects of the job, having these that are purely creative, so I don't have to switch the way I'm thinking so much 
um, which I find slows me down if I try to do too many, just like if I'm trying to sketch and then switch to coloring, then switch to doing invoices, like it, it slows me down. Whereas if I just like, oh, this is a coloring day and I can color different projects, it helps um, my workflow a lot better. I love that you, I heard of what in one of your chats with Lila, you were both comparing your sort of organizational mm. methods and that yes, you were both yes. like to kind of plan out and that must really help you it figure does. all that out. I have like, well, it's not video, but like I have a stack of, of planners, I have planners and I have my note taking book. And then I have like a book for ideas. And then I have a big calendar on my wall and I have post-it notes. It's just, yeah. I love, love it. I love paper items. They help me so much. And also, you know, stickers and <laughs> things like that. Using colored pencils, it makes the process more fun. I mean, I, I still that. feel like a teenager in high school, the way I do my planners, but it makes me happy. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, it's, it really is part of the creative process. I think yeah. And if you can, there's something about planning it out in a way mm -hmm. that feels fun, that makes yeah. you stick to it and yes. do it. Exactly. And then like I implement little award, like awards mm -hmm. in between things. Sometimes it's like, if it's something really big I'm doing, I get to get a new vintage hat. That's my favorite thing. Perfect. Like I have a hundred of them oh. almost now. Um, you should really... draw those. Oh, I should draw those. Uh, I I'm so such a vintage hats. hat fan. My head, I'm <gasps> not as you? petite as you are, but yes, when my grandmother passed away and she was born in 1906 and wow. she so she lived through all the hat eras and oh and I God. ended up with all of her hats yeah <gasps> pretty fabulous Will you please take a photo and yeah. show me I have to see this that's amazing I have a photo of um when Mike I have two girl cousins and my mm -hmm. sister so there was a time when all four of us were together and and mm -hmm. I think they had driven down with the hats or something oh, and we yeah. all had them on the dog had one on they were <laughs> I love I am millinery is really a secret passion that I haven't gotten to yet but really love it oh, yeah I've yeah. been told by you know a, a psychic told me once that I was oh. a milliner in a past life I was like that does not surprise me at all I could see that because like, like, oh, I know a great milliner if you, Do if you? you want. Yes. She's in New York. She's fabulous. She's also like history based woman. She oh, makes cool. the most amazing Easter bonnets oh, ever. Oh my gosh. Um, if you, I don't know, like, is there Easter parade in New York city where you oh, just, yeah. Yeah, dress in your finest yes. and your most beautiful bonnet and vintage people are obsessed with it. And she would have the most beautiful hats that she made. They were just stunning. Um, oh her name gosh. is Gretchen, and I can't remember her last name right now, but she's amazing. Well, we'll find it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's a secret. Um, well, it's not. Too, I am actually going to finally take a class, and I've I've been, I've been getting there. But yes, oh, I love vintage hats. Is the long do you, answer. <laughs> do you wear them out? I or? I do. I literally since my I have a, not a small head, so I fit in more my grandfather's cowboy hats. And oh, I love so it. I end up wearing more sort of fedora cowboy hat, big straw nice, hat nice. or, but you know, fascinators and things like that work because nice. they perch on your head. Right. Yes. So, and I lived in England for a bit and I always felt so much more comfortable wearing hats there and buying hats there because everybody was wearing hats yes, and in New York yes. city, a lot of people wear hats too. So yeah, yes, yes to hats there too. But right now I'm in Texas and I'll go out in a hat and go to like 
a Target or a Walmart and people are like, <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, I think, I mean, I love wearing hats. Also, it's a way that like if your hair is not behaving correctly that day, you can just hide it with a hat. It's perfect. <laughs> Which I you love wore that. a hat and I think it was in the second week where oh, it was yes. a big straw one with the, that it was embroidered. Oh, yes. oh my yes. gosh, that was amazing. Oh, I found that one on Etsy. It was like true vintage from the 1920s, 30s. And I saw it. It was a pandemic purchase at the beginning. I was oh like, this gosh. is what I'm going to wear during the summer of 2020 <laughs> when I go out. I'm not knowing. But... It's fantastic. <laughs> it was, yeah, such a great purchase. It's one of my favorite hats that I have. It's beautiful. So it's a, it's a piece of art for sure. And then yes. I have to ask what your dress in the first week, did you paint that? No, I didn't. Um, it's from the show Making the Cut with. Oh, um, yeah. So it's this with... beautiful white, oh, yeah. full skirted, full circle dress. Mm -hmm. it, I think had a puffy, puffy sleeve. Yes. Yes. And kind of a high neck, but it was painted with these, this black graphic. It was stunning. Yes. Um, the designer, I'm so bad with names today. His name was Gary. He's, he was my favorite on the show. And That's so cool that you have it. Designs. Oh, yes. They sell certain ones on Amazon oh, and okay. if you are fast enough, you can, <laughs> you can purchase it. So, and my husband really wanted me to have that one too. Cause he's like, this is so cool. So we were just like, oh my God, we have to find it. I bought it and it wasn't even my size. Like, we'll just take it up. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> it's fabulous. So yeah. you guys will have to just join the class to see these things. Cause yes. Tamisha has the style for sure. And the color the costumes every week. <laughs> gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I just could talk to you all day. And I, we were talking earlier that I would love to have you back and just kind of Yay. check in on things and, mm -hmm. and just, you know, just Maybe keep each other informed and in track. I would love that. Maybe we can wear our hats next time. Oh, yes. I don't let's know do we that. can see them, but I would love it. <laughs> we'll draw them or something. That would yes, be great. That, that would, would be great. Be so much fun. I would love oh, it. I so, love talking to you so you much. You too. <laughs> you too. I really appreciate it. I always love to know who's inspiring you. I don't want to forget that part. Oh, yes. Um, I always go to the strong women in my life. Like awesome. They inspire me the most. My big mama, you know, she passed away a few years ago. But I mean, I talk about this in class too, but I always wear her wedding ring because mm. um, she was a very strong, tough love woman, but she had the gentlest of hearts. She was the mother of the neighborhood. She took in mm. all the children. She taught children. Um, I've never seen a person with more plants. I'm trying to get there. I have 20 Aww. so far. Wow. And just the most nurturing um beautiful woman I've met and went through so much and really kept her family together. And I, I want to be as strong as her. She's like oh, strong minded and could take, could take anything. I and her name like was Opal, wanted. wasn't it? Yes. Opal Mills. Um, what a great name. Yes. I'm determined to have a baby girl and name oh. Opal. I, it's I love a, Opal rings. I was going to say there's so much depth and, and color and facets. I mean, you're not literal facet, but when you look, there's so much depth in it uh, that it's the perfect, sounds like the perfect name for her. I think so too. It, she was, yeah, just like beautiful, colorful, strong, unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a very special lady. And oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, she's smiling down on you right now. Yes. And mm -hmm. also, um, my little niece inspires me all the time. She just started kindergarten. She's such a creative child. 
I love her. My brother says it's like, oh my God, is you <laughs> again? You're you 2.0. Oh. But like, I feel like she's even more creative and expressive. Oh, she can dance amazingly. Wow. Like she shows me moves every Sunday that she does. And just like, I'm stunned by her. I'm like, you're wow. going to be a star. You're going to be on stage. Like, so I have her teach me dance lessons every time I see her. Oh, she great. teaches me art lessons and how to draw things. And it really expands like how I think she's yeah. like Miss now Aunt Misha <laughs> you have to draw it like this and I'm going to add this to your book okay so add this to your book and she has Aww. little drawings that she has and it would be great to take all the drawings she's given me for my book to make a book out of because she's so cute and charming and supportive in every oh my way gosh. she sounds yes. and what's her name um Araminta but we call her Minty what a beautiful name yes Oh gosh. She sounds like she, yeah, I'll bet she's just a delight. She is a delight. She always makes me smile and oh. chuckle. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, I mean, I would have to say, I'm like, I'm sorry to do my whole family, but my mom. <laughs> that's so appropriate. Yeah. Um, my mom is like, although my mom really wanted to be an artist when she was um, younger, she went to art school, but didn't get to finish um, doing art. It wasn't something that like people could really do as much, especially as a black woman. Um, mm. She also wanted to dance. Um, she gave me every opportunity, sorry, <sighs> every opportunity to do the things that she wanted to do as a young woman yeah. um, and supported me along the way with anything. She would do anything so to make sure something happened for me and she still does that now she is my support system mm. she is a good friend of mine I can talk to her about anything and she's accepting of me and that makes me as a little weirdo feel so loved and and it normalizes everything to me like when I go out in the world I may be a weirdo or not as accepted or somebody that people look for at and they're afraid of or some for some reason but my mom makes me feel just just like the perfect little, little girl that I am. I guess. Oh my gosh. Those are such beautiful yeah. words. You know, that's the best kind of love there is. There, yeah. there really is. I'm so glad that that doesn't happen with um, all families. And I'm just so happy right. that my mom and I evolved to being in friends. And uh, as I tell her, we're sisters too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she yeah. sounds wonderful. Yay. Yes. Well, <laughs> she did well. She did well by you oh, for sure. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Tamisha, I am so, so thrilled that we had this opportunity to talk. Honored, please. Just, you're just wonderful. You're a light. Oh, Thanks. Thank you. This has been so much fun. And I feel like I could have tea with you all the time. I agree. It's so fun to do in person. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, we'll do it again and, yeah. and just keep on keeping on. I know you have a lot of illustrating to do, a lot of books to get into the world. I can't wait to see and, and be able to hold some of that in my hands and see what, what you've been working on. It's really great. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And for anybody, really, you want to go and learn from Tamisha with Redrawing Black History. That is a gift as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. 
Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.